Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, my friends. This is CK with a special episode to bring you. Today, 18th of August, is the three-year anniversary of Mirths and Monsters. Three years. Woof. A lot has happened in that time. Mostly good. Little bitty bad. But very much mostly good. And the one constant that's been through all of that have been you. The Mirthers. So... Instead of doing a back to the races or back to the track kind of special anniversary episode, what I'm doing is a while ago I ran a wee competition for short stories and uh, Sue McCausland won it with her story. So I figured appropriate that to acknowledge the amazing efforts that you put in by listening to my noise in your lovely ear holes for this long, I thought it'd be right to record the story to mark the anniversary of Mirths and Monsters. So, while it is Sue's story about her tribe, it's a very good story. It's dedicated to all of you for the strength that you give me to keep going, for the kind words that you do, for the support that you give me, and just creating, okay, maybe biased, but creating what I think is the best group in the world. Even more so than Metallica. The group of Murthers. Because I would be nothing without you. And it's as simple as that. So what I'm going to do is try and keep entertaining you for as long as I possibly can. Either by voice or by word. And hopefully you'll see it out with me. Because that would be smashing. So this is for all of you. A huge, heartfelt thank you from me, Finn, Bobby and Castiel, and little Ray. Yes, even Ray. (laughs) So I'll now read you the story. I know you'll enjoy it, and I hope I do it justice, Sue. So this is called, Why Coyote Howls at the Moon. Sit close, dear one, and I shall tell you why Coyote howls at the moon. In a time when the spirits walked the earth, Coyote was a man. Unlike some men, he had the gift of change, a 
and could appear however he wished. He could be old or young, man or woman, human or animal. He could make his skin as brown as soil or as pale as goose feather. Now, you or I might use this gift for good, but Coyote was not like us, and he instead used it to cause chaos. He played so many pranks that the people began to call him Trickster. Coyote was in the forest on a night where the moon had left the sky. He was in a bad mood, for he'd been chased out of the nearest village for his last trick. He sniggered to himself at the thought of it, for he had found it very funny. Surely, he told himself, he could not be blamed if the locals had no sense of humour. But still, he was cold, hungry, and he didn't much like the dark. Then again, dear one, who does? In the distance, Coyote saw a bright light moving steadily towards him. When the light was closer, he saw that it was a beautiful young woman travelling on a path with a lantern that shone purest white on the ground. He wanted this light for himself, to warm him and guide his way until he had travelled far enough that the tale of his recent misdeeds would not have been heard. His wanting was so strong that he did not notice that she was alone, or that she did not appear to feel the cold. He did not see that her hair shone bright as silver, or that her skin glowed under the lantern light. All he knew was that he must have her light, and so he began to change. Coyote had been a handsome young man with clear skin and dark shining hair, but his skin creased, his hair greyed, and his back bent as if from years of carrying firewood, until instead there stood an old man who had seen many summers. He stumbled out of the trees and fell at the woman's feet. Help me, he cried, please. My granddaughter is sick, I cannot carry her and she's all I have with her parents taken by the cold a few winters past. Of course, replied the woman in a clear voice. Show me where she is. They walked into the woods together, her bright lantern lighting the way until they came to a clearing. Coyote pointed to a fallen log. She's behind that log, kind lady. Won't you let me hold your lantern so you can help her? The woman handed him the lantern and stepped towards the log to find nothing. She turned back to the man who had led her to the clearing, but Coyote was already gone, running between the trees faster than his apparent age would normally allow, leaving the woman in the dark. Coyote ran and ran, starting to change again, knowing he must be swift and tireless in his escape. He grew fur, his fingers shortened and his face lengthened. He gripped the lantern in his jaws as he fell to all fours but did not break his stride. Fur replaced his clothing. Chancing a look behind, he could not see the lady anymore, 
Coyote yipped with excitement that died as he turned a rock to see her standing before him. In his shock, he dropped a lantern which defied earthly laws by falling sideways and right into the waiting hand of the woman. Before his very eyes, Coyote saw the woman start to grow until she was as tall as the trees around her. Looking up at her, Coyote realised his mistake, for he recognised now that she was in fact the spirit of the moon. In a panic, Coyote tried to beg to tell her he was sorry, but no words would come, only barks and growls. He tried to change back, but found he could not. The moon understood anyway and replied, I know you, Coyote. I know how you use your gift. I know why you're out here alone instead of safe inside the village. And I know you would use your ability to strand me alone in the forest with no light. We do not reward greed. I've taken your gift and you will remain a beast until you have earned forgiveness. And with that, she disappeared, leaving him alone in the darkness. Coyote ran as fast as he could to the nearest village, hoping to find the wise woman who resided there to change him back, allow him to resume his human form. Instead, he was driven away with stones and sticks. And that, dear one, is why Coyote howls at the moon. He's begging for her forgiveness and to be returned to his human body. But she does not listen because she does not believe he has learned his lesson. And I do not think she ever will. Do you? Thank you, everyone. Slancha. Your good health. <laughs>